Amen. Look at here. Oh, full house. Full except house. for Michael. Except for Michael. Today is. Yeah. Today is Tuesday, August the 15th, in the year of our Lord, 2023, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitts. Boom. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. All right, praise the Lord. Anything you guys would like to say this morning? We had a great week. Great Glad week. To be back. Glad to be home. Yep. Amen. Huh? And, he loved the new time. and I love the new time. Oh, yes, he does. This it's is Josh and Sarah's first day with the new time, 8 o'clock. It has dropped a few of our views oh, live. But, the, but by the end of the day, by the next day, the views are where they normally are. I don't know. I don't know that is. <laughs> 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 
God is so good, amen. God is so good. It is going to make it easier. The Nesbitt family is moving into more and more ministry. We praise the Lord for that. There is a transition going on in our life, and we are so happy, happy, happy about it. We just want to take my life and let it be all for you and for your glory. Amen? We just want to glorify the Lord. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being here with us. Today on Daybreak, we're going to have a Bible study. We're walking through the book of Proverbs. You know what I think I decided last night as I've been studying? I think after Proverbs, we're going to go, we're, we're going to go through the book of Galatians. I love the book of Galatians. But anyway, we haven't done Galatians. We have not done Galatians. No. Well, a lot of books we haven't done. And as time hopefully is going to free up, maybe I can start doing some editing. And if Miss Cheryl is still going to work on those books, maybe we can get uh, the book of Romans and the book of Revelation, Daybreak, you know, as we went through them. Maybe we can get those turned into books. We'll just see what God's going to do. I'm excited about whatever God's wanting to do. I don't care what He wants to do. Just want to do it. Now, this Saturday, we're going to have a church day at the park in Hartsville. And it is uh, many uh, congregations and several congregations in Hartsville. We're going to come together. Church Without Walls will kick it off at 11. We'll have a little service there. Then there will be some crafts. It's going to go all day long. More people are coming to sing later that evening. It's going to be a movie that night. Uh, but uh, if you live anywhere close, come out to Trey Park in Hartsville, Tennessee this coming Saturday. And uh, we're going to try to join with other brothers and sisters in the Lord and uh, fellowship together. Uh, last week, Friday, we left off with verse 3. And uh, we won't say much about it today, but we, but we want to speak just a little. It's so powerful, and it's so needed in our day. I took us from this. It says, the refining pot is for silver, the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. And then I took us last week, we went over to First Peter, and we looked how Simon Peter says that the trials that we receive that we should rejoice in the trials, the various trials, even if it grieves us, that grief should turn into joy because the trial produces a genuineness. It reveals a genuineness of our faith. And that's more precious than gold or silver that perishes. And so faith is what the new covenant is about. Faith is what it's all about. Tried to preach upon that this weekend, that you know, what the law could not do, Christ did. God did. Amen. And if you ever leave that, you leave the gospel of the grace of Christ. And we cannot leave that. Works, good works. God has commanded us to walk in good works. But works are the result of our salvation. They're the result. They're the effect of the gospel. They're not the prerequisite. Uh, because... We can't be good enough to be saved. We can't work good enough to be saved. And if you ever mix that up, if you ever get that out of place, then all kinds of depression and, and failure will flood into your life because you cannot be good enough. We rest in His goodness. 
All right, well, let's go to verse four now today. Get off of the trials. We go to verse four. It says, an evildoer gives heed to false lips. A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. Well, basically what this proverb is saying is if when people cherish iniquity in their hearts, it opens them up to be gullible. They listen to lying lips. They listen to falseness. They listen, and they're eager to listen to a spiteful tongue. If we cherish iniquity, if we regard iniquity of our heart, if we're an evildoer, then it opens us up to be deceived. Be deceived. I talked about that a little bit Sunday as well. You know, in the end time, a great deception is coming. A great deception is coming. Why? Because people did not love the truth. And therefore, God will send strong delusions. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. God will send strong delusions. It's what the Antichrist and the false prophet is all about. God allowing strong delusion to come that people will believe a lie. Well, the apostle tells us that the church is going to get bad too. And probably, and I would say that different times throughout 2,000 years, the church is, has got bad. But if we flip over to 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, he tells the young pastor, 2 Timothy chapter 4, I'm going to start reading with verse 2. It's, he tells the young pastor, preach the word. Well, number one. If you are a preacher, let's say that you're a young preacher listening to this. You say, well, I'm not sure what to preach. Preach the Word. Preach the Word of God. Okay? If you don't know anything else to say, just preach the Word of God. Say what Jesus said. Say what Paul says. Say what Peter says. You get it? Just preach the Word of God. Just say it somewhere the Bible to somebody. Yeah, you can do that. Just read the Word of God to somebody. Amen? You don't even have to elaborate. Let the Word say what it says. Yep. It's powerful. Sometimes that's even a better force of action. It is. But never speak the Word and then take and make it not be a forceful. In other words, say what the Word says and then figure out a way to make it not say what it says. Don't ever do that. Let the Word always say what it says. Preach the Word. Be ready in season and out of season. That means when it's when it when people want to hear it and when people don't want to hear it. Preach the Word. Convince. This is our calling. Any pastors listening in. Convince. Rebuke. Rebuke is part of your job. I'm sorry. It's part of your job. It needs to be done in love, but it's part of your job. Convince, rebuke, exhort. Exhort. I always feel like exhorting means have passion in it. You know, you should have some passion in what you're saying. You should spend time in prayer, praying to God and get God's heart on the matter so that you can feel God's compassion and exhort people with love and compassion in your heart. With all long suffering and teaching, suffer long. Sometimes people won't listen. Matter of fact, statistics says people's got to hear something about seven times before they take it. Why? Verse 3, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. 
Okay, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. I think this means, I think Paul is saying that the church is going to come to the place to where they're regarding sin in their heart. They're liking sin. Now, when the church, even it's, it's called the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, when the congregation starts regarding sin and being okay with sin in their life, then they're not going to want a teacher or a preacher that's going to speak the truth to them anymore. Right? They want to hear lies. That's what this is. They give heed to false lips. They want false lips. Spiteful tongue. They want to hear something different. And this is what Paul says is going to happen. He says, according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they want to hear what they want to hear. Okay, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Sometimes, you know, I've heard people say, I just don't want to hear anything negative come out of the preacher's mouth. Well, how are you going to preach the word of God and never say anything negative? Did Jesus ever say anything that sounded negative? You brood of vipers. You brood of vipers. <laughs> what? What about the Apostle Paul? What about Peter? What about, how can you be biblical and, and never say anything that's going to rub anybody the wrong way. How can you possibly do that? How about you are of your father, the devil? Uh, hello. <laughs> what? Mm, yeah. Good. See, teachers having itching ears, they will turn their ears away from the truth. Don't give me truth. And turn aside to fables, lies. Okay, but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. So it's it's going to happen. So I, I just want to say this to you: you part of daybreak. You you whether you go to a congregation on Saturday or Sunday, wherever your congregation meets, if you have teachers that will teach the truth, thank God for them. Okay. And, and, and lift them up in prayer because it's not always easy to speak the truth. It's not always easy to say things when you know it's going to affect, it's going to affect people in the congregation because, hello, you're going to talk about things that, okay, somebody's child is into or somebody's into themselves or sometimes somebody's uh, brother or sister's into, you can't help it. You can't speak the truth without speaking the truth. And that's why the gospel went out into the into the pagan world and spoke the truth. And it caused people to quit worshiping idols, to quit believing in Thor, to quit believing in Zeus, to, to get away from all those fables. The power of the gospel is powerful. But truth has to be spoken. It has to be spoken. And so lift one another up, help one another, encourage one another. Amen? In the name of Jesus. And always speak the truth in love. But you got to speak the truth. Okay. Verse 5, going back to Proverbs 17, 5 says, He who mocks the poor reproaches his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. So if we take this proverb, it seems to be talking about the poor that are poor because of calamity. The poor that are poor because 
there's nothing they can do about it. Does that make sense? And so God gives us, the poor are with us always, and God gives us poor. And I think he allows poor to be with us to give us the ability to cherish God by loving on the poor, by helping the poor, by assisting the poor. This is one of the main thrusts of Church Without Walls. Church Without Walls is a, you know, Church Without Walls Tennessee is a congregation of people that get a vision together to have a global impact and help people around the world. Help evangelists that are in areas that it's hard and, you know, you can't get jobs to help orphans in areas and, you know, our brothers and sisters help our church. Matter of fact, uh, this weekend we had a food distribution. I think, let me jump over here. I think I got some uh, uh, pictures I can show if I know where to go. Let me go right here. Some of you know this, but we do a food distribution, and we did this Saturday in Pakistan. We have brothers and sisters in Pakistan. Uh, now, here is a picture of the pastor there. There you go. That's Pastor Nadim. Sometimes you'll see his name on the comments here. He may be in here today. I can't see comments while I'm teaching, but it'll be under the label Daim Nadim. Uh, Nadim is the pastor of Church Without Walls in Pakistan, Lahore, Pakistan, and we hand out food. Now, what's in that bag that he's holding? It's a bag of, here's what it's a bag of. It costs 20000 in their form of money, and that bag is full of all of these things that Pastor Nadim says will feed them for a month. And so it's such a blessing. Now, while I was talking to Nadim, let me tell you how beautiful it is to worship God with a group of people that love the Lord and want to help people. So I found out Saturday that Pastor Nadim, now Pastor Nadim don't even know this unless he's listening right now, but I found out Saturday Pastor Nadim's refrigerator went out. Now, Pastor Nadim does not take this food for himself. He works a job to provide for his home, but we hand that food out to those who are not able to work. They, can't, they, they don't have jobs and things like that. But we found out that he, him and Sana, their refrigerator went out, and they don't even have a refrigerator to keep their food going. And so as soon as I let that be known Saturday, I mean instantaneously right after uh, brothers and sisters like, oh, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give, boom. We're going to get Pastor Nadim a refrigerator. You know, I'm going to send it to him today. Send him the money today so that they can go get a refrigerator. Why? Because Christians say, I have a refrigerator in my home. If I didn't have a refrigerator, I would need a refrigerator. And so they they are considering them just as important as they are. Amen. And they said, let's do this. Let's do this thing. See, this is at the very heart of the teaching of the gospel, loving the poor. And sometimes people will say, well, hey, we got people around here. We help people in Smith County, too. I want you to know that. We help people here in Smith County. Right where we live, we help people here, too. But I've been doing this for quite a while. And one of the things I want to point out about this proverb, it says, if you, if you mock the poor, you're reproaching his maker. In other words the creator of the poor you're mocking god you're reproaching god if you reproach the poor uh and if you're glad at calamity now i have found and here's what i know also you have to balance scripture if 
The Apostle Paul told the church, if a man won't work, he shouldn't eat. Okay? So we're, so we're not talking about poor people that are poor because they won't do anything. They will not work. They will not help themselves. But we're talking about people that can't get a job. There's no work for them. Or they're injured or they're disabled. That's who we want to help. Matter of fact, Jesus was so strong about this. You'll find this in Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Uh, let's see if I got a note somewhere. Yeah, verse 21. Remember the rich young ruler that come to Jesus? He says, what do I need to do, rich young ruler? And Jesus says, well, you know, don't steal, blah, blah, blah. Don't. He says, I've done this all my life. What, what else do I need to do? And the Lord Jesus says, matter of fact, let's turn over there. Let's just turn over. This is the words of Jesus. This isn't Brother Scott's words. This is the words of Jesus to a rich young ruler. It says, hey, what should I do? Verse 21 says, then Jesus looking at him loved him. He loved the rich young ruler. He loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, give to the poor. What? You will have treasure in heaven. He's not saying you got to sell what you have, give to the poor to get saved. No. He's saying sell what you give to the poor and you're going to have treasure in heaven. God says, I will reward you as you help people who need. I'll bless you in heaven. And one of the things we got to get a hold of is we got to remember that we're not a people that needs to get all our treasures here. You see, that's not faith. Faith is, guess where you're going after you die? You're going to be with Jesus. You're going to heaven. He says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Now, you don't do that unless you really believe and you really have faith in this thing that Jesus says. It's faith. He says, I love you. I love you. I love you. You want to have treasure in heaven? Go sell a child. Give to the poor. Don't leave out the poor. To the poor the gospel is preached. You're going to have treasure in heaven. Amen and amen. So anyway, and I want to say to you, some of you guys regularly support Church Without Walls. If you support Church Without Walls, you do give to the poor. But if you watch this and you don't support Church Without Walls, that's fine. Give some way. Find a way to give to the poor. The poor in your community. Go to the thrift stores. Go to people that are doing ministries. If you can't do it yourself, find people that are helping people and help them. Go down the well or hold the rope. Yeah, you need to be going down the well. Amen, Mama. You need to go be going down the well or you need to be holding the rope for the ones who are going down the well. There's so many wonderful ministries. God has many of his servants serving people. I, I'm sure they are in your community as well, right around where you live. Get involved. Help. You know, go be part of a soup kitchen or what do they call them today? Food kitchen or what it, What do you call them? Whatever that thing Whatever is. Whatever that thing is. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. I guess we're, our time is out for today. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for uh, loving the Word of God and wanting to study it together. Thank you for your goodness and your kindness to love the poor. God loves the poor. And when you love the poor, you are most like your maker. Don't reproach them and don't mock them. Love them. Amen.
Love them. Pray for them. And love them. God don't want you to be without. But He just wants you to use what He gives you. And He wants to bless you. And then through you, bless others. Just be a vessel. And, and you just talk to God. It's between you and God. Don't let anybody else manipulate you. You talk to the Lord and say, God, what do you want me to do? And then do it. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. Love you guys. That'll bring us to the close of this one today. And I'll take that off of there. And we'll see you tomorrow. And we'll say the Lord's Prayer and jump off here. Are you ready? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Guys, if you'll help others know, uh, help people know that we start at 8 o'clock now. Yeah, try to help that get out because we're doing this because as we move as a family into more ministry, it's more late nights going to bed, and it just makes it a little easier to minister and not have to get up so early in the morning and, you know, Bible studies at night and stuff like that. All right, revivals. All right. All right, see you soon. Bye. See you tomorrow. Oop. Boom.